Hello, everyone, and welcome to Friend Admit, a podcast about friendship. I'm Ricky. And I'm Sarah. And today we have a very special episode for you because one of our wonderful listeners wrote in. Maria has a question for us. And I've been like bursting at the seams, Ricky, to ask you this question. Okay. So Maria writes that she's a new listener and feels very lucky to have found this podcast. And I just want to say thank you. or feel very lucky to have you here. All right, back to the message. My question is about dinner parties. I live in New York and around here going out to eat is nice but expensive. Our friends seem keen on going out to eat and we've had them over to our house for dinner multiple times, both like different friends from different groups. But we've only gotten an invite for special occasions like kids parties and not dinner at their place. We really only get an invite to my family's for dinner, not to friends' places. We would love to come over to our friends' houses for dinner parties. It sounds like such a nice and grown-up thing to do, and it doesn't break the bank. I mean, it's similar with playdates. Some friends are happy to come over to our house with their kids and drop them off, but they don't return the favor. My kids actually get invited to very few houses. What gives? Wow. First and foremost, thank you so much for trusting us with your experience, and I hope what we say is super helpful. Uh, first and foremost, I feel every role of the story, okay? Because I've been on both yes. sides. It can be so difficult, especially with littles or just any amount of kids. My sister and brother-in-law one time told us like, hey, you know, you can invite us over. Like, we'd love to see you more. I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm so sorry. I didn't even think to do that. My My life is on fire. I don't think about reaching out to or connecting to people especially with our family like hardly ever like it just like it just never crosses my mind in fact most events outings that would revolve around a kid usually is my impetus to be like oh yeah that's right these other people like i i just i just get lost with the uh mental load of just like everything that is happening that i oftentimes am really bad at reaching out do you ever have dinner parties at your house? No, because uh, my partner is very introverted and would never really want anyone to cross the threshold of our home. Uh, but uh, we have in the past, just every once in a while, and I you know, I would love to, but it's it's kind of matching those things because along with the dinner party comes... The cleaning, the cooking, yeah. the hosting. And there's just this social perception that your your home should be magazine ready uh, or Instagram ready at all times. Like, I, I can't tell you how many times I was just trying to send a picture to someone who is a part of our parent teacher organization. Just like I, I made a craft for them and just tried to take a picture. And I spent so much time just cleaning up the frame. I'm just like, yeah. well, well, that's a pile of Legos. That's shoe. That's underwear. And I just keep on moving things out of the way just to try to get a clean picture. Did you say that's underwear? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Uh, but I love I'm laughing because it's it's ridiculous with the amount of pressure that we put on ourselves to have our house, houses be or homes be spotless before we invite people over. And I have to say, I started noticing that my closest friends are the ones where I don't care if my laundry is out to dry. 
and they mm-hmm. come over because there's no judgment. And these are people that we've, I mean, I've seen their laundry. They've seen my laundry. Who cares? It doesn't matter. But that doesn't really solve the problem of, you know, Maria and her partner are inviting friends over. Right. The friends are happy to come over. Mm-hmm. They're happy to go out to eat, but they don't really return the favor. Right. The first thing I should be asking is, have you brought this up to your friend? Because I, I think that can be the biggest piece of miscommunication because sometimes it just might be a misalignment of expectations. I think oftentimes the way that we show love to other people, we expect them to show love in the same way, but it just doesn't always happen that way. We have uh, uh, some a couple friends who is really great. We get along very well. But they are also like very high introverts. So like I no one visits them. We don't get invites like hardly ever, except for almost the exact same situation. It'll be birthdays some of the times, but that's only if we've had some kind of recent communication because, you know, some people just aren't like that. That's one of the hardest things with a lot of people in my lives. My wife tells me that I have adopted several introverts uh, as friends. <laughs> it's because you talk enough that they don't have to talk until they know you. Guess guess who did the same thing? Guess. You have one guess. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I asked Maria about this. Uh, like, did you bring it up with your friends? Have you talked about it? Um, and she said that she's hinted at it a little bit, hmm. but they didn't really take the bait and it feels awkward or very forward for her to invite herself over. So they don't have the kind of relationship or the kind of situation where Maria can just be like, yo, you're here all the time. Should we go to your place next time? Because my first intuition would be, we're having dinner at my place. And then, you know, as we're rounding up, finding maybe the time, the date for the next one, and then suggesting, would you like to have it at your house so you don't have to drive home? Wink, wink. Uh Or trying to like come up with something or asking them, do you want to do a potluck at your right. place? Yes. Uh, potlucks, I think, are a great way. I know that they're, they're a little bit infamous for being for students, but I freaking love pot potlucks. I love potlucks because even though I'm a very grown person and my friends are grown people, we all have good jobs. We often, it's like, okay, one person cooks, one person brings wine or one person does the main course another person does dessert somebody else brings snacks somebody like you can divvy it up so it's not all on one person marie also mentions that there's also the opportunity that they don't really clean before a company comes over so it's hard for them like if they don't have the energy to do that if they feel like there's that whole the weight or expectation that we talked about before for me i think if that's if if that's where you feel like it's going, Maria, I think I would try to either show them my house being a little bit messy and not this BS version where you're like, it's like spotless except for one pen that's out of order on the desk. And you're like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. It's messy because that just adds pressure. But, you know, the, I don't know the age of your kids, but the kids' toys are out. It's a mess. Like, kids live here. You have, like, you're in a place that doesn't look like a magazine. It looks like a home. And for me, a home can be messy. I like a little bit of mess. Yeah. Well, th- I heard a comedian that also talked about it like this. 
he's like, you know, I, I was living in with my girlfriend and I is first time I realized we both have two different standards for what messy is because her version of messy is way down here and mine is way up here. So she's like, why haven't you cleaned yet? And I'm thinking it's not messy yet. <laughs> and so you have different thresholds as well, because he said yeah. uh, one of my favorite things he said was, how do you clean a couch cushion? And so people are like, oh, yeah, you just zip it off and you wash it. He's like, trick question. I didn't know the cover came off. I just thought you had two chances. It's cleaner. It's dirty. Or it's done <laughs> or it's a wrap. Yeah. Um, and so I, I, I think that can also be part of it. Like they mm-hmm. like no one. No one wants to feel like that. Like, I don't have a problem with it. Uh, someone once gave me this the best wisdom when it came to like cleaning up i was like oh i'm so sorry i put this thing she's like it's a home not a museum it's fine and so exactly exactly oh that's so freeing so i think maybe if you if that if if the fear really is the the cleanliness or the messiness of the home maybe let them see that you're fine with a little bit of mess and also like this also thing can be an opportunity for you to deepen your friendship by just like mm-hmm. having a conversation about it. Because uh, the thing that I have noticed the most is that like, you kind of have to be able to categorize what this is. Like if this is um, a problem, that means that there could be a solution. But if this is yeah. just the reality of the situation where these are fixed elements, and that just might be something that you have to learn to grow with. Yeah. Because you can even say, hey, I'd like for us to come over and hang out with you. Would that be okay? I can bring games and dinner, whatever you like. And if they say no, for whatever reason, like that's that can be a suffice answer. It's not going to feel nice because there would be that desire to have that kind of uh, reciprocity around hanging out. But you also have to kind of meet them where they're at. I mean, and in that same vein, there's also the opportunity of saying Hey, buddy, I love hanging out with you. I feel like we're mostly here at my place. Could we go to your house next time? And then it's not like, you know, if they say no, okay, well, then you have to respect that. But then it's also, it's a little bit like the unrequited friendships that we've talked about previously, Ricky. But is it like then maybe, maybe that's just not how they friend. Maybe they friend outside of their home for whatever reason. And it's time to find some friends that want to do potlucks or that want to do barbecues. But on that note, I actually wanted to ask because I have lived in several countries and I come from a country where it's very expensive to go out to eat here compared to your hourly wage. Everything in Denmark is expensive. Consequently, we hang out at our friends' homes all the time. When you're getting to know someone, it's pretty common that you don't really know them all that well and you invite them over for dinner and that inviting people over for dinner is part of getting to know you process. It's very normal for us. And then I moved to Colombia and lived there and going out to eat is pretty cheap, also relative to the cost of living. And inviting people over for dinner is something you do when you're like, you've known people for years and you're super close. It's not something, of course, it happens sometimes sooner, but that's really not a casual thing in the same way. It's more like a marker of a deep deep friendship. And I asked Maria if there 
could be any cultural reasons to this. And she said that they're all American and they're all from the New York area. I know that you're not from the New York area, but would you say in the U.S., generally speaking, that dinner parties is a thing with people you're getting to know? Or do you have to have a certain level of friendship before you would employ those? From my experience, it usually happens on the early front end, but it doesn't happen as much on the later back end uh, of the timeline of the friendship. Timeline as in terms of how close you are or timeline as a reference to your stage of life? Um, A little bit of both. So like I remember whenever we were first meeting some new couple friends like at our church community, we invited them over. We would get invited over for dinner just to like have that first kind of conversation and then never again. (laughs) Yeah. I also think there is something to be said about also bringing kids into the situation because Every kid is different and every kid interacts differently with other kids and with other kids stuff. So that can also just be a thing where having a dinner party at someone's house might not feel as peaceful as going to someone else's house and then like, okay, great. When we come home, you can start the nighttime routine. There's not going to be a big resistance to have bedtime go through. Yeah, the kids are going to go to bed. They're going to be fine sharing because it's not their toys. Yeah. I don't know how old Maria's kids are. I don't know how old or whether her friends have children. Mm -hmm. So that might be a thing. I would suggest maybe two things. I don't know if through the kids' daycare, it seems like they've invited kids over for playdates, which are successful because people come and drop them off, but then they tend to apparently leave. So I would maybe suggest doing some family activities so that the kid and parent come over and hang out and you try to bond with the parent and that could be a way i will well i'll add on to that that can also sometimes be a challenge of itself because uh once you bring in like a, a babysitter or a caretaker or something like that that adds to the cost factor too no no i didn't mean i say like so when the parents are Whenever the kids are there, instead of the parents coming over, dropping the kid off for a play date and then taking off, mm, okay, the parents stay with the kids right? so that you build a relationship with the parents as well. Right. Just to wrap up the dinner parties, I think maybe another option, if it's because you don't know if they know how to cook, for example, suggest a picnic. I realize that we're not exactly heading into outdoorsy activities in New York kind of weather. Um, seeing as it is October and, you know, the winter is about to knock on the door, but maybe meeting up somewhere in a park close to their place or between y'all's homes and where everybody, this is again, this is the outdoors version of a potluck. Some parks even have barbecues that you can do. So you meet on neutral ground, you each bring something. Maybe that can be a stepping stone. Um, Yeah. I'm from a very direct, culture so i would try to talk to them about it and and if that doesn't work or if i wouldn't if you're not comfortable with that i think i would maybe also look at you know some of the are there some like whether it's a facebook group for the neighborhood Hmm. whether it's chatting with neighbors that you run into whatever it is if there's like some sort of way to get into 
you know, finding some friends or finding some new people that would be willing to hang out. Because Maria mentioned they went on a holiday and they bonded with a couple that was there, owned the, the property, and they came over for dinner several times. Mm. So it's not because Maria and her partner are not social or no, don't know how to socialize. I think, I mean, it sounds hard, but maybe it's time to get some new friends or be super passive aggressive and just send them that link to this episode. <laughs> Uh, hey, they had talked about some really great stuff. Uh, Coincidentally, it would be real nice if you listened to this one. Because <laughs> I feel like her friends need to get a grip and start inviting them over for dinner because these seem like great people. Well, and that's the thing, too. Um, I think a really good thing for Maria to do is to get very specific on what about being invited over means. Uh, because like, I know some people, something I was reading recently was just like some of the places to look into why you might be experiencing a misalignment on not only just like your values, but just like where you want things to be in your relationships is consider family of origin, uh, consider poor communication and also consider insecurity because I think some of those factors could be more at play than just, Oh, they don't like us or they're not yeah. like this. Cause like, you know, I, I am a big communicator and me and my family are really big communicators. My wife does not do that in the same way. It doesn't mean I that am forever fascinated by the fact that, two opposites i mean opposites attract but i'm just so blown away by this sorry i interrupted you oh no you're good well it's just like it can be as just simple as that like for a while i'm just like you need to be communicating more like i, I was Tell like me what's going on <laughs> but uh or even if just i was just like you need to be communicating with your family more because this and the other but the more i spent time with their family the more i was like oh they communicate in different ways that i don't communicate and and so I had to kind of acknowledge that, like, okay, great, like their family system is different than mine. Um, mm -hmm. And so it, that could be a factor at play um, or even it could be an insecurity thing. It could be a matter of cooking. It could be a matter of children or even just like I really it's really hard to like we honestly look forward to going out and seeing y'all in this way because it gets us out of the house um, or it makes yeah. us do this at the other, or even for Maria to understand like, Hey, the thing I actually love about hosting dinner parties is that I, I also like to be hosted. So if that is a factor, then you can try to find different ways to see if you can express that in a way that, um, just says, Hey, you know, I would love if the next time we could actually come over to your house. Um, uh, I, and you can, and you can, uh, do this thing called, I forget what it's called. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm just going to call it branch lining, where you basically say wherever they live, if they live in New York and maybe they live uh, uh, upstate. This is like, you know, I've always been wanting to go upstate um, and I've heard about really great things there. Would you mind if next time we met up, we actually visited your house and we could go? Could we go check we out something? Right. You know, like. And you can also just like just offer it up because if you reinforce the positive behavior, 
just by acknowledging it and also just saying, hey, I really like seeing you and I really like hanging out. Um, and I love to be able to do what we do here over there. I love to see your home. I'd love to see all of these different areas. And I'd love for an excuse to just be in your neighborhood because I really think all these other things are great. And I think that can turn that conversation less into a, hey, you're doing something wrong and you owe me this dinner. Uh, and more about like, this is just a further extension, the next step of uh, closeness that you're hoping to get. Yeah, I really like what you said about getting clear on why it's so important to be invited for dinner parties over there or like at your friends' houses. I think there can be a variety of reasons. I mean, you know, hosting isn't necessarily easy or it's, I mean, maybe it's not fair that you're always the one paying, mm. but there are so many ways to bring it up. And I think that's really important for friendships to grow deeper, which it seems to be like if there's some resistance to meeting up at their places, it seems to be because there's maybe a lack of depth in the friendship that I'm not saying it can't happen. I'm just saying something that needs to be developed. But I think this whole communication style is super, super important because it's like, it's a little bit of like, how do you friend? What is your friendship style and what is their friendship style? Because maybe you're from the same cultural background, but maybe you friend harder and consequently feel more comfortable sharing your home and your private sphere with people. And maybe they don't. And that doesn't mean that your friendship is not equally important to them. They just express it in a different way. I think I've said this before, but I just, I think we need to get better as a society at like talking about friendships. And maybe, Maria, I mean, you can even, you said you were a new listener of the podcast. So you can just say this whole talking about friendships at a meta level is a new thing because you've been hearing about it. Like you heard a podcast about, it. I'm not saying, I mean, I would love for your friends to listen to our podcast, but that's actually not what I was trying to do. I was just saying sometimes when I want to bring up a topic that I find difficult, I reference podcasts that I listen to or articles that I've read or something to kind of bring in an outside perspective on it. Um, I think it's hard to get around to having a conversation around it um, because I'm stuck either with have a conversation, try a couple of the things that we've mentioned now or find some friends that want to meet up and I know that there are apps that are like meet up and then you on specific topics. Friend, I'm sure like most neighborhoods have like friend Facebook groups or even just walking around the neighborhood. If you live in a neighborhood where you can, can have a chat at the local neighborhood playground or something or at your kids' sports activities or after school activities or even just with other parents that are picking up their kids from school or from the bus stop or whatever. Um, but then I also, in my career, in my full-time job, I am doing a leadership course because I would like to eventually do leadership or people management. One of the things that they say is leadership, like good leaders also know how to show vulnerability. And so saying that you would like to also go to their place for whatever reason whether it's because, you know, it's 
financially a little bit of a burden to always be the ones hosting, whether it's because you feel rejected when they don't, because that makes you feel whatever, um, or just being vulnerable enough to say like, hey, I really like hanging out with y'all, but I would really like to see how you live. And could we go to your place next time? That vulnerability is beautiful and it's strength and it inspires others to be honest and vulnerable with you. Whereas, yeah, I think we have a tendency to see it as a weakness and I don't think it's a weakness. Like a true friendship, you can be honest too, right? So that those are our thoughts on dinner parties. But I would like to say, so Ricky, as a parent, you would you would be the resident expert between the two of us. How would you go about getting your kids invited to dinner parties? Not to dinner parties, to play dates. Listen, I was an expert about kids and then I had one. And so um, <laughs> I just so want to excellent. I just want to put that out there. Um, be oof, the world of play dates. Um, where do I begin this monologue? Uh, play dates are a very interesting dynamic and creation of our um, current society because it is it is kid led uh, or a kid focused but parent led and so you're trying to create cultivate an environment where your kid can communicate and connect with another kid like you're 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 literally building up friendship opportunities for them and there are just so many other factors that are kind of outside of your control, whether it's your respective children's temperaments, uh, their interests, uh, their energy levels at the time of the day. So it just takes so much energy and coordination. That I understand. But if the problem is that other kids will come, like the parents are happy to drop their kids off with Maria and her partner, but they don't invite the kids back so that Maria and her partner can go on a lunchtime date on a Saturday. Oh, I mean, I've, I have lived that. And I, the reason why I add all those other things to it is that it's sometimes people can get lost into their own ecosystem of perception. Um, I, I, I just want to preface this that I love my child and you are listening to this podcast because you're on my side. Um, I, my kid, <laughs> this is going to be good. My kid can sometimes be the worst, the absolute worst for no discernible reason. And so I very rarely am in the mindset of like, yeah, I want to put, I want to direct this ball of chaos in the direction of other people. That just seems irresponsible. For me, that's how I feel about it. But that's just my perception of me being around my kid all day and having all of the several energetic drains that it takes to be a conscious and mindful parent. Because sometimes I'm raising my own bully and that just happens so frequently in my home. And I'm just like, what do I do? And so as parents, you think about your kids' relationships the same way that you think about your adult relationships, which is like, well, if I'm in a bad mood, I'm not going to necessarily want to be around other people. Um, not to say that that's always what it is every time, just as far as like play date interactions go. 
But I know that that is definitely a big factor for me. Like, I can't tell you how many play dates have been canceled because other people are like, no, they're not having it. So, no, it's not happening today. Like, like I can't get fair, them out the door. That's fair because you at least had a play date in the books. Yes. Okay. I hear how you. How do you get the play dates in the book? Ah, thank at you. At other people's places. I hear you loud and clear, Sarah. I'm going to edit most of this out because I have been answering no, no, the wrong No, no, I think question. it's wonderful. <laughs> so, no, I getting think play it's dates. also helpful getting play dates on the calendar here it is the only way that play dates are going to get on anyone's calendar is if you plan it um i think the way to get your kid invited to other play dates begins with you starting um by doing that to be fair it sounds like maria and her partner invite kids over Mm -hmm. regularly and the other parents are happy to drop their kids off and then hightail it out of there. Mm-hmm. The favor just isn't returned. And are right. we back to a situation of going, hey, we loved having your kids. Seems like they're all getting along fine. Would you mind grabbing or watching our kids for a couple of hours on Saturday or Sunday so that we can go to lunch or whatever it mm-hmm. is? So th- like, even if it's not because they're going out to lunch, but just asking the other parents to take up some of that responsibility as well. Yes. It can be hard to ask. Like none of it feels comfortable because that's the thing about vulnerability that no one talks about a lot. Is that like, yeah, like you can still get turned down even though you do have closeness with your friends and you have to be willing to ask. Like, for example, um, we have a, a friend who lives very close to us. Um, and a lot of times because I I will sometimes have to work outside of the house, um, that puts uh, my wife in a difficult situation because she also works at, from home, but then she has to go pick up our kid and then he is there. And she's like, well, I, I would rather him not just be kind of unoccupied or like, unattended to i was like well you can always like reach out to our friend who lives like like less than two miles away from us and she's like no i don't want to bother them i want to save my ass like i want to yeah i don't want to have to bother them with that or i don't want to have to do this at the other so like it just ends up being a little bit more stressful in that situation but that ask is there and every time that we have asked they have always been super positive and they have always felt very welcoming like there's been zero complaints about it. it's just like happy to help and when we're also available is like hey if you're are you around during this time to this time to watch our kids we're like sure like we just move some of our work stuff over there and make it happen as far as like on our side of things it doesn't always feel super great to ask for that play date no, ask hard. it's but it is hard and that's the thing it's just like oh well we try like we we will like okay let's be strategic about our ask and our favors because we don't want to drain anyone's energy because that's like one of the main things we're thinking about whenever it comes to our kid and dropping off and play dates and things like that uh but would you start with like short time slots then like can you watch them for an hour can you watch them for two hours so that you don't start out with like hey can you grab them for the whole day Oh, for sure. Yeah, because like ours started out when our kid was very, very, very young. Um, And so we started reaching out to communities of people who were in our life 
who also either already had kids or who we had already known had worked with kids, um, which I know yeah. we are very fortunate to have like a pretty um, wide network of people who meet those qualifications. Yeah. Uh, and so it just started like, hey, I have this gig for like two hours. Could you could you watch my child while I go work? And is it not a thing? So I don't know what it's like in the US for this, but I remember as a kid, even I would say starting at like four or five, I would like my friends and I would agree that we would like to play after daycare mm-hmm. as well. So I don't know how, again, I don't know how old Maria's kids are. So I can't say if they're too young to ask for it themselves, mm-hmm. but there can also be a part about helping your child learn how to have those conversations and not in a sense of like, can we please go to your house? But like, Hey, do you want to hang out after school? Right. We can go to my place or we can go to your place or whatever. Right. Yeah. And I think I, I think the biggest barrier for a lot of, uh, I'm just speaking on behalf of introverts out there. Uh, yeah. Because I get this feedback a lot. I think the idea, the hesitation to want to plan a play date is that it's just going to be going on forever. It's just like, oh, well, if we meet up every Saturday, that's the rest of my life. I have to commit to this thing. No, no, don't say every whatever is a specific Saturday. But that's the challenge, though, is that like we there are for for me, I'm I'm a scheduler. I want to know when Uh are we going to see each other next? Like I am perpetually planning all these things and so like that's like that's my default and so i i know that that can sometimes be a challenge for some people so i think in your ask in your play day ask it's just like just make it feel like a one-off make it feel like a no pressure thing and then just schedule it one out at a time just like this is so great we thank you so much uh we'd love to return the favor when would be a good time uh because we've had that you know ask of of us of just like oh my gosh Thank you so much for taking care of this. Next time that you need a date, you call us first. Like that, that's kind of like exactly a thing. So I think sometimes it helps to put that uh, foot out into the waters of like, okay, let's try it like this. Like, and let it, let it go wrong. Like, let it like not be the most ideal situation and then recalibrate. Like, but you only get the information once you put input in there. Yeah. And I mean, it sounds like they do host quite a bit of both dinner parties and kids mm-hmm. play dates, but I think asking for them mm-hmm. is the first step. And I know Maria said, you said you've hinted at it and that it's awkward, but um, people don't necessarily understand the hints. I'm sorry, but I mean, some people are just, what we think is super obvious. Other people may be like, the f- is this person talking about? Ultimately, like Maria, I get it. I feel exactly how you feel about like 80% of my relationships. And I think the key for you is to just like get just very clear on yourself. Like, what is it that like, I know for me, it's an inclusion thing. Like I was the kid who like, I want my kid to feel thought of. I want my kid to feel included because I didn't always feel included um, or invited or wanted as a kid. So like, yeah. I want that for my kids. So I get it. And I think that there are ways that you can get that need met 
uh, in a healthy, productive way. And it begins with communication. And it also begins with that bit of vulnerability. But you can only get there if you understand it yourself. So if it's like, yeah. oh, well, they're not inviting me. And that makes me feel like I feel uncared for. You can start there and then reverse engineer it. Just like I love hosting a really like I, I'm a big hosting person because I really love uh, making people feel welcomed. And it would really make me feel welcomed if you invited me or even be specific of like, hey, next time you're thinking of having people over. My kid has been begging me to go like user kid is an excuse. I do it all the time. Uh <laughs> My kid has been begging me to play play with your kid. Can can we make a play date happen? Um, when would be a at good time place. at your place? <laughs> as soon as my kids are going to school, he's been inviting everyone over to our house. He's just like, hey, yeah, can they come over? I'm just like, I don't know who their parents are. I don't know their phone number. I don't know where they live. So you're missing a lot of details. But we could make that happen. But <laughs> yeah, because like kids, kids just love people so much again you also have another extroverted little kid yes we have outnumbered my wife and she's not happy about it (laughs) and you're about to outnumber her even more but let's see if this new one is gonna even out the numbers a little bit we'll see i hope maria that that our answers as unsatisfyingly complex and not this is how to do it ish that they are i hope that they at the very least, help you know that you are understood. And there's a host of people out there that feel the same way that you do. At least we're to 100% of, of the hosts of this podcast feel with you. Um, and I hope I hope that, that you can use some of all of our advice and that you get to have wonderful and fun dinner parties at your friends' places. New friends or old friends, I don't care. But just finding friends that you can have dinner parties with and tons of playdates where the kids get to go out and explore. Yeah. And thank you for being someone who cares enough about your friendship to reach out to us. Uh, Thank you so much for being someone who is hospitable and opening up your home to people. Like, that's huge. And that's great. And I'm glad that you are looking to make more of this and share some of that love with your friends like you're you're already a really great friend and we're grateful for that yeah i mean if uh, listen if i lived in new york i will come i would invite y'all over for dinner parties because you seem like like a fun and a nice family and you seem super caring and i think just the vulnerability that it takes to ride in i i mean thank you for trusting us i feel really grateful and then, yeah, I don't know what to say other than welcome and thank welcome. you. I really appreciate it. And Maria, uh, since you are kind of new here, we, we want to be hospitable hosts ourselves. And we want to say thank you. And it's like what we say uh, every time at the end of our episodes. You know, hospitality is where friendships are welcome. Yes. We say that every time. Every time. I was going to say, you know, friendships is where grow with the food so whenever the more you eat the better friends you are that is yeah and i think you can quote us for that like Mm -hmm. we should get that printed on a t-shirt somewhere so maria can just start handing those out to her friends sew it into a decorative pillow yeah i mean the sky's the limit here Mm -hmm.